Hey friends, welcome back to the Revolutex podcast, where I give you all an insight into the Mexican Revolution. Last week, we talked about Porfirio Diaz and why the citizens of Mexico weren't happy with him and his way of ruling the country. I introduced a new name, Francisco Madero, who went up against Diaz in the 1910 presidency. And we talked about his call for a revolt, which is where I believe we left off. I am your lovely host, Prilla, and I'm very excited to be back for yet another episode of the Mexican Revolution. Last episode, I forgot to mention that Madero had a plan called the Plan de San Luis Potosí, where he would revolt all across the nation and after calling out this plan, that was when he would call out for revolt. So moving forward, the majority of the population of Mexico, I'm talking about people of mixed ethnicities, half Spanish, half indigenous citizens, um, they rose up from all over Mexico to help take down Diaz. And of course, Diaz was unable to fight against as many people and by May 25th of 1911, Diaz was on a boat to France. Promising a return for democracy and liberty, Madero won the presidency. The current Mexican system at the time was a feudal-like system called La Comienda, which otherwise is known as a Spanish labor system. This system had to be replaced by a more modern one, where the people who worked could actually gain some economic benefits and earn more money. There are two very important figures who led this revolution and changed the ways of this social reform. They both believed in transforming Mexican society by redistributing land from wealthy landowners to peasants and indigenous groups. Sorry. Um, These two um, leaders are known as Francisco Pancho Villa and Emiliano Zapata. Francisco Villa. Mayor, uno de los hombres más importantes de la Revolución Mexicana. Francisco Pancho Villa, as we know, was a revolutionary revolutionary leader. Hard word. He was he was also the commander of La División del Norte, along with Pascual Orozco. He lacked former education and had to learn to read and write. He explored his talents by organizing and being a soldier. Villa was from the northern part of Mexico, which benefited him to have knowledge about the, about the land as well as the people from the north, which is where the División del Norte took place. <laughs> the, this was known to be filled with the largest revolutionary army that maintained a series of successful but brutal military campaigns. 
Keep in mind that this was all to change the land reforms of Mexico. Emiliano Zapata was another one of the leading revolutionary leaders. He fought guerrilla actions in the south and he was forming and commanding the Liberation Army. Zapata and his followers were known as the Zapatistas. His and his followers' supporter of land reform ideals were summarized in their mottos, Tierra y Libertad, Land and Freedom, and La Tierra es para el que, es para el que trabaje, The Land is for those who work for it. To this day, these slogans don't add up to Mexican society. In the northern state of Chihuahua, the success of the northern troops, La División del Norte, sparked uprisings against territory owners, owners across the country. While in the southern state of Morelos, Emiliano Zapata had been recruiting thousands of peasants to fight for land reform in support of Plan de Ayala. I didn't mention this earlier, but um, this plan was to help campesinos. Oh my god. This song just went on beat with <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, to help campesinos, which were landless peasants. And in order to help them, Zapata would redistribute land back to peasants and away from landowners who have taken this land from the peasants. We are back to Francisco Madero and his family. <laughs> so Madero and his family was made up of over a thousand men and women. I know, really big family. And controlling territory on the U.S. border was a bonus for the Maderos as, as Francisco Madero passed back and forth across the border. Mexico's economy depended on exports from the U.S., so the railroads were infiltrated by the Madero family and seized outright, intercepting the goods and bombing the roads, which weakened the government. They also imported illegal goods from the U.S., and Madero also brought in guns, ammunition, men, and cash. That was a lot of taken, folks. Um, I wonder how the government responded to all of this. Like, imagine there's a country and there's fighting going on in the south, in the north, east, west. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, what happened to the plan that San Luis Potosí? And what acts of combat did the government perform? I guess we'll find out next time on the Revolution Text Podcast. Today's daily dose of good things is that I baked cookies. It's really chilly outside and I figured it's the perfect weather to bake. And they were delicious. Have a great day and I'll see you guys next episode.